0: Jenny, I want to welcome you to this week's edition of Bible News Radio, and I also want to welcome you to June. As those of you who are probably aware, June is a very special month in, in America, because June is generally known as the month where husbands marry their wives, and blushing brides stand with their groom, and they get married. And it's one of the most popular months in the year for man and woman to get married. And yet it is also known as Gay Pride Month, except they've added a whole bunch of other things to, quote, gay pride. And so because of that, what I am going to do in this episode of our show, Bible News Radio, is I'm going to share with you a few things um, that are in the news um if you're new to the show and this is one of the first times you've tuned in i want to let you know i'm stacy lynn harp and i'm the host of this show and i'm actually i'm i'm actually an expert on the homosexual uh lobby the homosexual agenda we've been covering this for almost 20 years here on this program um and we have we have actually on our youtube channel we have a whole series called The Marketing of Homosexuality to America, where I literally looked at a book written by two homosexuals um, about how to market homosexuality to America. The book was called After the Ball and it was um, by uh, Kirk and Madsen. When I originally got the book, I paid like $3 for it. Uh, now it is going for a couple hundred dollars maybe even higher than that because the people in the lgbt lobby who know about this this playbook uh they have done everything that they can to raise the the rate of this book so that it's hard for the average bear to get it so if you're on my youtube channel type in marketing of homosexuality to america you can find i think it's a 9 8 or 9 hours of me going through that book written by gay activists um explaining how homosexuality was marketed to you. And if you don't think so, well, this show today, we're going to go ahead, we're going to look at some highlights of um, LGBT activism, um, as well as some current news. Um, And of course, I'm going to encourage you by sharing the truth from God's word with you. Uh, And I'm going to start that because... One of the first things I just want to share is that if you are someone who has a loved one who struggles with same-sex attraction and who is involved in the homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, etc. Uh, etc. lifestyle, and, and I know some people hate the word lifestyle, but let's just say mindset and acting out behavior, <clears throat> then there is hope. And there is help, and there is healing for people coming out of this. And unfortunately, over the last 10 years, especially, it's been probably longer than that, but over the last 10 years, there has been an onslaught of attack on ministries that actually seek to help those who want help with their same-sex feelings and, um, struggle. Okay. And so I want you to know that there is help and there is hope, right? We're not advocating, praying away the gay, as you'll hear that, uh, often said, We're, we don't advocate any of the lies that you actually see out there about how so-called conversion therapy works, et cetera. Um, we advocate the biblical truth. And that is that God can transform and change anyone if they want the change and if true repentance comes and there is some work involved, right? Now, I, I personally don't hold to the fact that that most people get quote delivered from homosexuality because I don't get I don't I don't hold to the belief that homosexuality just happens to somebody. I actually personally believe That homosexual feelings um, and same-sex attraction, whether it's with men or with women, usually has something to do with attachment, bonding, and trauma. Um, And there is substantial research out there that's been suppressed that most people don't know about because it's been suppressed. The American Psychological Association, uh, the gay lobby is in their pocket. So you're not going to hear the alternate view from the APA because APA is political and rather than really psychological, it's not going to, it doesn't want to help you. Um, I got a loud cat here. So ignore him. Okay. (laughs) So I will say that I have friends who are lesbian, bisexual, um, and I have, a couple who are homosexuals, uh, who love me, watch my show. They probably don't agree with me on everything here, but one thing none of them have ever said to me is that Stacy Lynn, you are one of the most hateful people on the planet. I can't stand you. Ugh. You know, uh, no. In fact, they're my friends because they know I do love them, even though I may disagree with where they're coming from. Um, as a ministry, we wholeheartedly hold to what God's Word says about human sexuality, marriage being one man and one woman. Um, You know, there's zero books in the Bible dedicated to homosexual sex, transgenderism, uh, any other sexual deviancy. There's zero books in the Bible dedicated to that. But there is one book in the Bible called The Song of Solomon that is dedicated solely to heterosexual man woman marriage love and all throughout scripture we see this pattern of male and female male and female male and female and god told them whether it's the birds or the animals to be fruitful and multiply or man and woman to be fruitful and multiply we are told and god has shown us this pattern throughout the word of god and so the question is, do you believe it? Do you, do you believe God's word above all else? Because if you don't believe God's word above all else, then you're going to have some conflict with what you believe. Um, I have to rub my nose. But anyway, <laughs> I have on this show interviewed numerous uh, uh, former, people who struggle with same-sex attraction, uh, whether they're a lesbian or a homosexual. Uh, I have interviewed former trans uh, people who were involved uh, in trying to change their gender you know, through surgery. So there is hope and there is healing uh, through Christ and through His Word. Um, Is it easy? No, it's not easy change of any kind is not easy. Anybody who tells you it is, is lying to you. Uh, we don't aim to lie to you on this show. We aim to encourage you and to let you know there is an alternate point of view, but you have to know that the American Psychological Association, the whole counseling field is, um, politicized and it's, it's politicized in favor of the homosexual lobby. And so those of us who seek to help and counsel people who are struggling, Uh, are being targeted legally through laws that have been passed to ban such things. You're not going to hear them on the nightly news because they don't want you to know. They're going to try to make everything like, like, ah, you know, this is, this is a horrible thing. So I just want you to know that today on our show, um, I am going to share with you some news and I'm going to um, encourage you in the Word of God, and I just want you to know right off that the Lord loves you. Jesus loves you. Uh, Jesus created you. In fact, I'm going to open up the show, and I want to read you Psalm 139. It's one of my favorite Psalms, and I'm going to read it. um, And I could probably quote it because I have most of it memorized. But I'm going to read it here out of the modern English version of the Bible. This is what it says. It says the following. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I get up. You understand my thought from afar. You search my path and my lying down, and are aware of all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it fully. You put yourself behind and before me, and keep your hand on me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is lofty, and I cannot fathom it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, You are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell at the end of the sea, even there your hand shall guide me and your right hand shall take hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness uh, shall cover me and the light shall be as night about me, even the darkness is not dark to you. For the darkness is like light to you. You brought my inner parts into being. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for you made me with fear and wonder. Marvelous are your works and you know me completely. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and intricately put together in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. Yet in your book, all my days were written before any one of them came into being. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God. O violent men depart from me, for they speak against you with malice, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those O Lord who hate you? And do I not abhor those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me O God and know my heart. Try me and know my concerns and see if there's any rebellious way in me and lead me in the ancient way." So I share this because David, King David wrote this. And I will tell you that I love this Psalm because David knew that God knew him and that he created him. He knit him together in his mother's womb. He fearfully and wonderfully made him. and you need to know that you need to know that you are valuable, that God loves you, that God created you for his purposes, and that he desires to walk with you in an intimate, holy communion relationship. My heart, my desire here at Heart Thug International is one thing, and that is that you would come to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and that your life would be transformed by his love it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter the sins that you've committed if you confess those sins to him he will forgive you your sins and cleanse you cleanse you from all unrighteousness and not only that but the things you struggle with once you come to Christ and you sincerely begin walking with Christ your life is going to change it's going to be transformed mine has and i have, in the last couple of years in particular, just fallen more in love with the Lord, and love His Word all the more, because it's the only truth. It's the only truth that we can truly hold on to in our culture today, because we are bombarded in the media with lies upon lies upon lies. And if you don't do this, and you're this and blah, blah, whatever. But you know what, when you're reading the Word of God, and you're understanding it in the context in which it's written, and you believe it and you meditate on it, and you memorize it, you hide it in your heart, then you can stand in this wicked and perverse generation that we live in. So I want to let you know, if you need help with that, contact me directly through my website, hearttug.org. You can send me an email right there through the website, hearttug.org. If you want to support our ministry, if you're one of the few that watches the show and you enjoy it and you learn and you're edified and encouraged, then I would, in, I would ask you to, to bless us back with a financial donation so that we can continue to do the work that we're doing. What we are doing is rare, okay? We're not a ministry whose goal is to give. Wealthy, we're not a ministry out there that's, you know, trying to make a name for ourselves. We are truly a husband and a wife team trying to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ, looking at the world from a biblical worldview, doing it with love, hopefully, and discipling, making disciples and building you up in your faith. I'm not about, I could care less if the whole world knows my name. I don't care. The fewer people that know me, actually, the better because it's kind of a headache when a lot of people know you. I want you to know Jesus, right? I want you to know him and to walk with him in the power of his resurrection. And I have to tell you that this week I have had so much blessing uh, being in his word. The Lord has just opened up so many new things to me in his word, and it's just been so crazy. I've been like, whoa, this is amazing. I can't believe I saw this. This is actually very cool. And if you've been following me on social media or you're watching my blog, uh, you can read some of that because I've written about it. So I want to encourage you right there in the beginning. All right. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you um, some news and some, uh, some things that have come to my attention this week. Uh, we're not honoring LGBT Pride Month. But what we want to do is we want to show you the progress that has been made and also point out a couple of things that I am pretty sure you don't know. Uh, So let's get to it. The first thing I want to share with you is this news article. This actually comes from penlife.com and it is titled LGBT Activist Historical Marker Targeted for Removal for Predatory grooming behavior. Now in in this, this pride month, um, you know, it's interesting because the LGBT lobby, what they want to do is they want everybody to know, uh, all the great advances that the LGBT lobby and homosexuals have made. And, but what they, what they kind of like to do is they like to whitewash some of the realities of what has happened. So this is interesting in light of this. This was published June 1st, and this is what it says. It says here, the historical marker for Richard Richard Schlengel was installed at the Pennsylvania Capitol Complex in October of 2021, but less than a year later, the Pennsylvania Historical and Museum Commission has voted to take it down. Schlengel who died in 2006, was a gay rights activist who lived in Harrisburg and founded the city's first LGBT plus group in the region. He was fired from a federal position in Washington, D.C. due to his homosexuality in the 1950s. And his unsuccessful lawsuit against the firing went before the Supreme Court, helping to set precedent for future rulings in favor of gay rights. Now, just want to give you a little history here. And that is that here in the 1950s, it used to be common knowledge that homosexuality was an un- unnatural, um, deviant sexual behavior uh, that most people, like the Bible calls it, was an abomination. People considered it disgusting and an abomination. That's why he was fired, right? He was fired from a federal position in, in Washington, D.C. in the 1950s. Okay, moving on. However, the marker came under fire from Pennsylvania State Senator John DeSanto, who pointed to a 1993 interview with Schlegel found on outhistory.org. And I want you to keep this in mind. outhistory.org is a website that I will be showing you momentarily with some news where they have documented... LGBT quote history. And it's interesting because if you go through this site, which I did, I'm going to highlight a couple of events for you. You will see um, the progression of how this has been marketed to us and some of the things that used to be considered deviant, how they have been made acceptable in our culture. Anyway, in that interview, which is linked here, you could go here and click it, Schlegel discussed actions and situations that DeSanto said sounds like predatory grooming behavior from Mr. Schlegel in a letter DeSanto wrote to the Pennsylvania Historical and Museum Commission. In this interview, Mr. Schlegel discusses activity of a sexual nature that he, as a 16-year-old, engaged in with a younger boy, 11, 12, maybe, read a statement on DeSanto's website. DeSanto also pointed out another passage in the interview in which DeSanto said Schlegel made light of a victim of underage pornography who was, by an associate of Mr. Schlegel, penetrated with a broomstick and photographed. We can certainly debate Mr. Schlegel's life and historical legacy, but we don't need to celebrate him, DeSanto said to the PHMC commissioners. I need to highlight this, okay? Because one of the lies... One of the lies of the homosexual lobby is that they do not prey on younger people, right? The homosexual lobby is doing everything that they can to separate themselves from pedophilia and pederasty. Um, And yet, history shows that they groom. And this is exactly what this is about. This is about this man who, when he was 16, engaged in sex with an 11 or 12 year old. That's a 4 5 year difference depending on the age. They're all younger. Um and also made light of a victim of underage pornography who was by an associate of this guy penetrated with a broomstick and photographed. You know, that is so tragic. It's so disgusting. It is abhorrent behavior and I want you to know that this is history. So this guy that we're talking about is the second from the left. So that would be this guy here. One, two. That guy right there. All right. So that's one story. And I think it's nice that this has been um, looked at. Now now we're going to look at some news here on outhistory.org. If you go up here, outhistory.org, outhistory.org, it's about time, and you know it gives you this events in LGBT history. There's quite a few events as you can see, but I wanted to highlight specific ones that have happened in our lifetime. So this here, the Vatican released a document on homosexuality. The Vatican releases a document titled Letter to the Bishops of the Catholic Church on the Pastoral Care of Homosexual Persons, prepared by Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger. It described the inclination to homosexual activity as, quote, an objective disorder, unquote, and declared that engaging in homosexual acts strengthened a, quote, sexual inclination, which is essentially disordered. The statement also called on the gay and lesbian Christians to leave a chaste life and ordered bishops to withdraw support from any organizations that support or encourage homosexuality." So this was uh, in 1986, looks like it was October 1st, 1986, uh, that this letter was written. The reason I'm highlighting this is because I want you to see how the Vatican, which as you know, is, um, the Catholic church, um, described homosexuality in 1986 as an objective disordered. And here you have the Cardinal, um, you know, claiming that homosexual acts strengthened a sexual inclination, which is essentially disordered, right? And then it's saying here, well, if you are a gay or lesbian Christian, then you have to lead a chaste life, right? And they also ordered bishops to withdraw support from any organization. This is very important, especially in light of some news, uh, some recent news, which I'll share with you in a little bit. But let's move on now to our next story here coming out of um, the outhistory.org site. Uh, Baptist minister blesses a gay relationship. This was in uh, 1992. The Reverend Mahan Seiler, pastor of the Pullen Memorial Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina, blesses the same-sex union of Kevin Turner and Stephen Churchill. This action provoked a negative response from the Raleigh Baptist Association and the Southern Baptist Association, both of which ex- expelled the Pullen congregation from their association the Poland congregation has continued to support policies of inclusive of LGBT people, including having a lesbian pastor. Also, we see here that Alan Schindler Jr. was murdered in a hate crime. According to this, U.S. Navy Petty Officer Alan Schindler Jr.'s brutally murdered by a fellow sailor and an anti-gay hate crime. Schindler had complained to his superiors of harassment and had come out to them, but they were slow to process his discharge in the wake of the gays in the military debate and the adoption of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy. Earlier in the year, uh, the murder of Schindler highlighted the extreme vulnerability of gay, lesbian, bisexual members of the U.S. armed forces. So any, any murder, that has happened towards anybody, whether they're heterosexual or homosexual is a a horrific, rotten thing. I actually don't know the real history behind this. Um, And what I can tell you from my research of doing this for quite a number of years, is that often something that's been called a hate crime against a homosexual person isn't, uh, including um, uh, the so-called hate crime against Matthew Shepard for being gay. Uh, Matthew Shepard was not murdered for being homosexual. He was murdered because he was involved in a drug deal. And a homosexual author actually went through the the trials and the transcripts of Matthew Shepard's case. And a homosexual authored a book exposing the actual truth about it, stating that it had nothing to do with his homosexuality. But that's all a lie that's been taught. So I'm not saying that Alan Schindler here wasn't murdered. And that, that it's not a hate crime. What, what I am saying is that I don't know the real history. Uh, so it's possible that it wasn't a hate crime, um, given how much the LGBT lobby lies uh, in the media. Okay, this next story is, is from 1996, September 21st, 1996, when President Clinton, who is a flaming liberal Democrat, signed into law the Defense of Marriage Act. Um, President Clinton signed into law the Defense of Marriage Act. It defined marriage in federal law as the union of a man and a woman and gave states the authority to refuse recognition of same-sex marriages performed in other states. Supported by an overwhelming majority of both Republicans and Democrats in Congress, the law encouraged many states to pass similar measures And then it says here, the Supreme Court finally declared the act unconstitutional in June of 2013. So from 1996 to 2013, uh, a Democrat president had actually put into law the Defense of Marriage Act. That was in law 17 years. Okay, so it took... The homosexual lobby, 17 years to overturn uh, the Defense of Marriage Act. And then, of course, we all know that Proposition 8 in Southern California and actually the state of California, which declared marriage as one man, one woman, it passed. And then eventually this went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court overruled the will, will of the people uh, and thereby declared uh same-sex marriage is legal across the land, even though the overwhelming majority of Americans uh, said no to it because marriage is one man and one woman. Okay. The next thing here on outhistory.org I want to show you comes from 2003. This was when Lawrence v. Texas was passed, and this is what it says. In the case of Lawrence v. Texas, again, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled all state sodomy statutes as unconstitutional. Writing for the majority in a six to three decision, Justice Anthony Kennedy described the laws as interfering with transcendent dimensions of personal liberty and declared that the criminalization of consensual sex, quote, demeans the lives of homosexual persons, unquote. The Lawrence case ended centuries of criminalizing sex between men and between women in the United States. Now the way that reads it's almost like it's saying it's criminalizing sodomy between women and men, you know, if a woman and a man engage in sodomy that this is criminalizing that. Um it's it's overturning that. It's actually it's poorly worded. The, what Lawrence v. Texas did was overrule it wiped out all the sodomy laws in America. So the the man who you know, the typical homosexual uh, man who would go to a park and have sex in the bathhouse in the public park wasn't just sex. It was sodomy. They would be arrested for breaking the law because sodomy was against the law. It used to be against the law in 20, in 2003. Um, it was against the law in this, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Um decriminalized it in 2003. So it took 19 years. And that was 19 years ago that this happened. 19, almost 20 years ago, sodomy has been um, basically approved and blessed by the Supreme Court of, of America. So I don't know how we can tell, we can ask God that God bless America when um, you know the Supreme Court of the United States of America has decided that it's okay to bless sodomy and thereby decriminalizing it uh, when it's a complete unnatural behavior. It's tragic, isn't it? Okay, so now we have showed you just a little bit about some of the timeline with what's happened with the homosexual lobby. Now, what I want to show you next is I want to share with you a couple of news items that are recent news. just to kind of show you the progression of how even further we have fallen as a people, and you know you're probably going well why are you why are you sharing this with me why do you why do why are we gonna look at this stuff? Well, number one, because that's the number one topic you guys want. You always tell me this uh, but number two, it's just a way to kind of bring some reality to you, to show you that marketing works, and if you tell lies long enough. People are deluded enough into believing them, and your culture changes. Uh, We are no longer, quote, slouching towards Gomorrah. We are way past Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, We are America, and we are deviant, and we are abhorrent sexually, and we are an appalling, and, and we are an abomination from the Supreme Court down to those in the church. This next article, I'm going to read you. Um, actually, I am going to read it. I'm going to just keep myself on screen, but I'm going to read it to you. It's titled The Catholic Church Needs LGBT Saints. And even though you can't see it, I am going to read it to you because um, I think it's important. So here's what it says it says America recently launched a national marketing campaign called Own Your Faith. This article is part of a series of essays tackling the questions many Catholics are asking about the church and the world. It's time to quote, own your faith. Okay, this is what it says. It says, I love a great tableau of the saints, 15, 20, 30 people surrounding Mary or Jesus and facing us, their heads framed by halos as yellow as the sun. It's like getting to see the members of the Justice League or the X-Men all together. By the way... You probably know that there's been some homosexual characters put in these things, right? Um, So that's, that's just a hat tip to that, right? There's that game of trying to see if you can recognize all of them. Remember their backstories and superpowers. But for me, it is also reassuring to see them all gathered together, particularly if they include more than just celibate white men. It feels like a glimpse of the kingdom of God, a home where there is a place for all of us. But then a couple years ago, this is the writer, I was at the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Angels in Los Angeles showing some friends the gorgeous tapestries of the saints that line the walls of the church, created by the artist John Nava. They are just extraordinary young people and old Europeans, Africans, Asians, Latin Americans, and indigenous people, women and men all surrounding us and looking with us towards God. As I sat there in the church with my guests, looking up at all these beautiful images, it suddenly hit me that not a single one of these people has been identified as gay lesbian, bisexual, or transgender, though undoubtedly some of them were. In fact, the Catholic Church has yet to recognize a single LGBT saint. Now, depending on how you were you were raised, just the fact that I'm raising this as a problem might seem scandalous. Honestly, I instinctively feel that way myself and I'm gay, not me, the writer the writer saying this. No matter how much work Pope Francis, various bishops, clergy, and others have done to try and normalize the place of LGBT people in the church, the fact is, for many Catholics of a certain age, being LGBT still seems wrong or disobedient. It's right there in the way the church has often tried to talk about LGBT people. Love the sinner, hate the sin. By the way, I think it was Gandhi that said that. (sighs) Who was not a Christian? Those who use this phrase argue that it makes clear that the problem with us is not our identities, but our acts and our desires. But the line only identifies LGBT people as sinners. It teaches people to love us anyway. And when you hear that enough as an LGBT person, you start to believe the same. So yes, in proposing that it's a problem that there are no LGBT saints, I feel like I'm saying something transgressive, but the fact is, as Catholics, we believe that each of us is born in the image and likeness of God. Not just straight people, white people, or men, everyone. There's no asterisk in the Catechism on this point. This is the teaching of the Church, even if some Catholics discuss or treat us in ways that suggest otherwise. It is this truth of our faith, in fact, that allowed Francis to say when asked a question about gay priests, if a gay person is in eager search of God, who am I to judge them? It is what has allowed him to praise the work of organizations like New Ways Ministry and people like Janine Gramic, S.L., and my colleague James Martin, S.J., all of whom have been ministering to LGBT Catholics in Sister Gramic's case for over 50 years, or to invite a group of transgender people to the Vatican to receive their COVID vaccine, or to restore the openly gay theologian Father James Allison to active ministry after two decades of what he described as a... uh, I'm not sure how to say this it's spelled K-A-F-K-A-E-S-Q-U-E, however you say that, nightmare, in which he was not allowed to know what the charges were against him were, could not make legal representation of his case, and was not allowed any appeal. If we are children of God, like everyone else, then we should be afforded the same care and respect that they are. Know that God created you, God loves you and God is on your side, Cardinal Joseph Tobin and 13 other U.S. archbishops and bishops wrote in a statement last December speaking to LGBT youth. But there is more to it than respect and love. To say that God created us or that we are made in God's image is to say that we offer a glimpse of who God is and that we are each a means to which other people can know that they are, too, an image of God seen and loved by Him. It's an incredible statement to think that any of us could be such a gift, a way by which others may come to know God and themselves better, and yet we believe that to be true of all human beings. There's so much wrong with that statement. Um, number one, we are not all children of God. We are all created in God's image, but we are not all children of God. John 1.12 says that to those who have received Him, referring to Christ, To them, He gave them the right to become children of God. Um, And if you're a child of God and a disciple of Christ, then you are obedient to Him. You do not walk out according to the sinful flesh, right? You just don't do that. And that's what's missing in this conversation. And the irony here is that I read you a little while ago what they're praising in the, the previous website I mentioned is that this was deviant behavior, and now they're they're decrying well, there's no l g b t saints that have been lifted up into the Catholic Church um although some of them undoubtedly were gay, well, we don't know that for sure, but that's the writer the homosexual gay writer that's writing this right is saying this, so goes on to say. There are so many LGBT people who have dedicated their lives to being this kind of hope and consolation for others, like the New York City Fire Chaplain and Franciscan priest, Michael Judge, who died on 9-11 while encouraging rescue workers in the lobby of the World Trade Center's North Tower. In his life, Father Judge set up one of the first ministries in New York City to serve people with HIV or AIDS. He advocated for the homeless and ministered to alcoholics after going through AA himself. And for the last 10 years of his life, he worked as a chaplain for the New York City Fire Department. He was gay. He helped a lot of people. And they speak now of the ways he inspired them. And there is a growing call for his canonization. So this article ends by saying or take the dutch theologian father henry newen who who his spiritual writings have helped millions of people to connect with god and after decades spending teaching at yale and harvard's divinity schools he dedicated the final part of his life to living and working with disabled adults in the art communities his life was a profound witness of service simplicity and friendship newen i'm not sure how what It's spelled N-O-U-W-E-N, never publicly identified as gay. From his journals, it is clear that his ongoing struggle to integrate his sexuality into his life was a difficult burden that he resolved only in his later years, and yet it was also clearly an engine for his ministry, something that allowed him to speak to struggling people with insight and empathy. Those of us who are LGBT and Catholic know only too well the hardship that comes with accepting ourselves and the compassion that it teaches. Who better to be a saint than someone who's been down that path? I hope it's clear that I don't think naming saints should be just about giving a community a saint of our own, and that's in quotes. Newman and Judge dedicated their lives to helping a wide range of people and they've been acknowledged as holy by them. Their sanctity is a function not only of their sexuality, but of the gift they have been to the whole church. At the same time, it's also worth saying it is rough being an LGBT Catholic. I'm sure some Catholics get tired of us wheeling out Pope Francis's, who am I to judge? But for many of us, Francis's statement was the first time in our lives that we had been afforded any sort of public permission to exist as ourselves in the church. As we look at church history, we might reconsider the stories of St. Brigid and Sister some but some long name, I'm not going to say, who resided together, worked together, and shared a bed. Of St. John Henry Newman and Father Ambrose St. John, who lived together for 32 years, and they shared a grave. Or of the venerable Juana Inez de la Cruz, who believed that God had changed her gender in the womb and imagined Jesus could be mother or father, wife or husband, depending on the needs of those who search for him. But our actual existence in the history of the church has never been acknowledged, nor have any blessings we might have brought. Nowhere will we find statues of people like us. We are included in no Catholic tableau. At best, we are just guests in the story of salvation. More often, we are like Abraham's second wife, Hagar, exiled to some other land. Except there's a huge difference there. Hagar was blessed by God homosexuals are not blessed by God. And don't get mad at me for saying that. I mean, most of you probably agree with me on that comment. But if you are a homosexual person, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered, and you're living in sin, active sin, you are not blessed by God. I don't care if you want to deceive yourself into thinking you are. You are not. You are not blessed by God. You are called to a holy life, one of repentance, not one... Where you are living out your sinful, fleshly desires um, and and that's what makes all of this tragic because if you adhere and you hold to the very clear written word that's here that in regards to sexuality, if you believe this book and you serve and you worship the holy God that created it, then you cannot embrace a homosexual-identified identity. You can't. And there's no way the Catholic Church should be canonizing anybody as a saint anyway, despite the good works of people. Our salvation isn't based on good works anyway. None of us are saved. None of us are saved by works. We're saved by grace. According to Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10, we're saved by grace, not by works. So that no man should boast, right? Um, Anyway, the article ends here uh, by saying, while the ways in which they might describe themselves in earlier eras would be different, LGBT people have been a part of the church from its beginnings. Some have contributed to its mission in inspiring and holy ways, and in many ways, like no one, they did so while silently carrying a terrible burden. It's time they are allowed their place in the church's story. When LGBT people look at the communion of the saints, we should be able to see someone who looks like us. And it's not because of who we are, but because of, those, because of who those individuals were and what they did. And therein lies one of the biggest differences between the Catholic Church and the Christian Church. They emphasize uh, sainthood uh, because of works, just like Mother Teresa, right? We, they, they made her a saint because of her works, but she's not saved by works. None of us are saved by works. And yet, when you're a child of God, you automatically become a saint. I, I am a saint. You can call me Saint Stacey Lynn for all I care. Because biblically speaking, I am a saint. But I bring this up and I share this article with you because back then, when they're making all these things, you have the, homo- you have the Vatican saying this about homosexuality. And now here we are in 2022. And they're calling for an LGBT saint. How far have we fallen as people? And the thing is, is they don't want to look at anything deviant or abhorrent that comes out of this community. That's part of the marketing of homosexuality to America and the world, really. Um, America has uh, promoted this sin across the globe. Um, and so, you know, it, it is a tragedy on so many levels. <laughs> so many levels, this is a tragedy. Um, Now I want to share with you just a couple more things, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Okay. So now I want to share with you just a couple more stories, and I'm going to hide this this thing over here. I'm going to try to expand this here, move this over here. Go over to my website, hearttug.org, and you can click through these stories. You can see them, but I want to share with you. I actually shared this on... In our email, and I want to invite you to go over here to my my website, hearttug.org, and go to the homepage, and you can sign up for our email list if you're not on there, um, and just become a part of that. I send these these uh, stories in the news here. Okay. So, earlier this week, I highlighted a couple of tweets, uh, because everybody was celebrating Homosexual Pride Month, right? Um, so, this one comes from Jack uh, Pose. However you say that, Uh, says the U.S. Space Force just posted a graphic where the American flag on the moon is symbolically replaced with a pride flag. Uh, Major General Leah Lauterbach spoke at how the LIT is working to change policy, change minds and create opportunities for LGBTQ plus members of the military during an interview with At Air and Space Pride Month 2022. Uh, queer space. So just so you know, you know, that iconic picture that we all have seen with the American flag. Well, now they put the rainbow flag there. Also, I want to bring your attention here to it is LGBTQ plus, which is pedophilia, etc. that they don't want to talk about. Here's another tweet too. every man Jack wrote, pride is the time to celebrate the LGBTQ I plus community and continue the push for a world filled with equality, freedom, justice, and inclusivity. Yes, for everybody, but the heterosexual, but note this groom with pride. And apparently every man, Jack, uh, removed this. Um, and this guy up here, um, Jack pose a be however you say that, uh, he actually captured it and he tweeted this guy back and he asked, what happened to your thing? Groom with pride. Um, so I will tell you that this is truth. Grooming with pride. That's exactly what they're doing. They are grooming with pride. All right. I also linked here on my my site. These stories, third grade teacher promotes gender confusion in classroom, delusion, pregnant men, preferred pronouns in Pride Month, and Disney cartoon series, The Owl House has its first gay kiss. So let's look at these. Okay, so we got this first from The Guardian. The third grade teacher promotes gender confusion in classroom. We got the school here. And it says here, Newberry Park father, Jim Monroe, who asked not to use his real name, was surprised to hear from his third grade daughter recently that a girl in her class at Maple Elementary had come to school claiming to be a boy and that the teacher had reintroduced a child to the class as a boy with a new name. I get home and hear about this. My wife is extremely upset. I'm upset, Monroe told The Guardian. The teacher also played a video related to a book called entitled Call Me Max, which explicitly promotes transgender ideology to children all without asking permission from parents or alerting them that it would happen. The Monroes and me emailed the teacher asking for links to the material, and after reviewing it, I disagreed with it completely, Jim says. Call me Max, which has colorful illustrations like any children's book, begins, when I look in the mirror, I see a boy. I see a boy with spiky brown hair, ellipsis. I also see a boy who is transgender. The book follows Max's journey to deciding which bathroom to use, which gender he feels like inside, and telling his parents he is quote, transgender. Jim approached the principal, Patty Lewis, at Drop Off soon afterward, asking how the school dared to teach such content to third graders. In case you don't know, a third grader is around eight years old, people. It was inappropriate for the school to show this video, Jim says, these are nine-year-olds and don't understand. I read her the riot act, but didn't yell. My adrenaline was going. I was so distraught about this. I said, this is a very sick thing you showed to a child. This should almost be reported to the police. According to Jim, Lewis said she was aware of the video, but claimed not to have given permission to the teacher to show it to her class. The Conejo Guardian sought comment from Lewis and from the Parent Faculty Association, but received no reply. The number of incidences of of teachers promoting radical sexual agendas and other leftist ideologies in elementary schools is becoming more common as state and county leaders seek to normalize gender dysphoria and other unorthodox views of human sexuality among the young. Worse, teachers and schools increasingly cut parents out of the picture through deliberate strategies. If you get nothing from this show, this is a quote you should you should look at that and save it. An April twenty twenty two article by podcast host Jeff Charles called "California lawyer, Lawyers Train Teachers to Deceive Parents While Grooming Children" reports that public school teachers in Ventura County recently received a guidance from a law firm on how to deceive parents of children who are experiencing symptoms of gender dysphoria or confusion about their sexuality. Okay. I got to just, I have to just say one thing here as a therapist, I'm a therapist. Okay. I'm a marriage and family therapist. I've spent thousands of hours counseling children. I know a little bit about child development And these are the ages. These are the primary ages where child's development is being messed with on purpose. And I actually counseled at California Elementary School for over three years as a therapist. And I can tell you from experience that, especially in California, they totally are indoctrinating kids into that because they wanted me as a therapist to promote it. And I refused. In fact, I told the the principal of that school at that time that I would not support any child being um, bought, you know, being told that they were gay. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right. Anyway, goes on here. According to the website, Gender LCGB, the Ventura County webinar hosted by the Ventura County Office of Education last November was led by two attorneys from a law firm that advises public school districts in California. The seminar guided public school educators on the legal and practical considerations for, quote, affirming, unquote, the identities of transgender and gender diverse students students in school. Attorneys gave... Ventura County teachers three hours worth of suggestions on how to encourage young students to embrace new gender identities without the child's parents finding out. Guidance included, quote, giving students get to know you forms at the start of school year to ask students to declare their personal pronouns, not using gendered words like mom and dad, but parents instead Encouraging educators to integrate lessons on perverse and unorthodox sexuality and topics other than sex education because parents have the right to opt their children out of sex education, but not other topics. Telling teachers that students have a right to privacy that trumps the parent's right to know and so on. I'm going to read the rest of this because it's quite lengthy and I want to get to the next story, but you got the point here. The point is that third grade teachers promoting gender confusion in classrooms and And this is nothing new under the sun. This is nothing new under the sun at all. (sighs) Next story here. This is David by Ororazo. I'm not sure how to say it because I've never heard his name. But he writes, delusion, pregnant men, preferred pronouns, and pride month. This godless rebellion against truth and sexual revolution will not stop unless many more American citizens take a stand for truth. And even then, they will still not relent pushing their demonic agendas. What are we talking about this time? In North Carolina, a preschool teacher used LGBT flashcards depicting a pregnant man to teach kids the colors and the progressive pride flag preschool next the homosexual group glisten the gay lesbian the straight education network has sent books to 3600 public school libraries in 28 states using the wrong pronouns can now get children suspended at some schools and world swimming coaches may create a separate transgender category to keep men from competing against women uh and by the way again if you are new to the show and you don't really know my background, my husband and I actually went to a Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network conference for three days in Los Angeles uh, about 20 years ago, actually. So I'm sure it's a lot worse now than it was 20 years ago. It was bad then. But I can tell you that that was nothing but a propaganda promotion of homosexuality to children, teachers, the counseling profession, attacks on any Christian ministry that holds to a biblical worldview. It's, it is an organization whose ideas are little, literally straight from the pit of hell. Okay. Moving on here with the article. We could do this all day. Cite countless headlines and disturbing stories once thought impossible in the U.S., but I think you get the idea. Most schools are out for summer across the U.S., but that doesn't mean kids are safe. From hypersexualized perverse propaganda, or that damage has not already been inflicted on sus- unsuspecting children. After all, it's Pride Month, as if we're not bombarded by LGBTQ propaganda all year long. Let's start with the donated books. It appears Glisson has been riding the coattails of the divisive race movement by pushing as many characters of color as possible. That makes it okay for these books to be accepted and included in schools since they fall under diversity, equity, and inclusion goals. Mission America's Linda Harvey, who's a friend of mine, writes, they call it the rainbow library, but of course their version of celebrating a rainbow is not a blessing and covenant from God, but the opposite, defying God's word by confusing and corrupting impressionable children about gender and homosexuality. And yet Too many professing Bible believers play along. I've been warning Christian parents about this for years because not enough really understand what's going on at the schools their kids attend. When they see proof of it's going on, many of them are shocked. Others may hear a report about some of these issues, but the responses is all too common. It may be happening out there somewhere, but it's not at my son or daughter's school in our small town. This is a form of denial or an unwillingness to take the time to address the problem, etc. blah, blah, blah. I'm not gonna finish this because again, this is long and you can go to my website and you can look it up and you can read it. Last article. Disney cartoon series, The Owl House Has Its First Gay Kiss. Now, if you are familiar with me at all, then you already know I am not a big fan of Disney. I haven't been for years. Um, I think it's shocking that so many people now these days have finally woke up to the predatory aspect of what Disney has been doing all these years. Uh, But here, here, this is just flat out blatant. And Caitlin McDaniel writes this here. In season two of The Owl House, Luz Noseda, or however you say that, finally kisses her girlfriend, Amity Blight. I have no idea about this show because I don't have TV and I don't watch this stuff. But this is what it says. We've been rooting for Luz and Amity since The Owl House first premiered on Disney Channel in 2020. After nearly two seasons, the adorable couple finally shared their first kiss. The Owl House follows Luz, a self-assured teenager who stumbles upon a portal to a magical realm. There, she befriends a rebellious witch, Etta, and a tiny warrior king. And despite not having magical abilities, Luz pursues her dream of becoming a witch by serving as Etta's apprentice. She also meets a bubblegum-haired witch named Amity that falls hard. The two started dating earlier this season, but had not shared a kiss until the most recent episode. Take a look at how it happened here. No, I don't want to. You can't make me. Um, Anyway, the point here is that if we're going to celebrate LGBT Pride in June, this is just part of what you're celebrating. (sighs) So... Let me encourage you and ask you this question. Now that you've seen some of this news, some of the progress of the LGBT lobby and what's going on, some of what they want you to celebrate, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to be some, I was talking to a friend today, a new friend, and they made this comment to me and I thought, ooh, I'm going to use this in my show. My question is, are you a secret agent for Jesus? So so what I mean by that is, are you an undercover agent for Christ? What I mean by that is, do people know you're a Christian? Or do you live your Christian faith under the wire and hoping that nobody knows what you believe, right? Are you one of these Christians that is afraid to read your Bible? Number one, you don't read it, so you don't know what's in it. So you can't be like... Your faith can't be bold because you're too afraid to actually know what you believe in. Why? Because it's too hard. I don't have time. I want to watch my favorite TV show. I want to, you know, do whatever. I don't have time to open the Bible and read it because, oh, you know, it's too hard to understand. You know what? Reading the Bible is not hard to understand. If you have the Holy Spirit and you're truly born again, the Holy Spirit will tell you what this book means, right? So my question is, are you really a believer? Are you a Christian in name only, or are you a Christian who's like, oh, I don't want to talk about this issue. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, no, don't make me, don't want, don't make me look at this because it's uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you something. When I started the show almost 20 years ago, it's been almost 20 years, a couple of years shy of that. I was in my thirties, right? Now I'm in my early fifties. And I have been trying to educate people about this issue for a very long time. And I have to tell you, the, I mentioned the gliston conference my husband and I went to 20 years ago. And I remember it was 20 years ago because it was right before my mother died. And this year, it will be 20 years that my mom has been gone. I remember when I went to the Glisten conference, I remember this changed my life. God totally did a thing here. I was a therapist at the time, working all all my hours to get licensed in the state of California. Um, My husband and I go to this Glisten conference on the way home from Los Angeles, uh, where we had spent three days with that community. We were undercover spies like Caleb and Joshua, spying out the land. I cried my whole way home the last trip because Christopher and Cedric were two young men, teenagers at the time, who had been seduced and brought into the gay lifestyle by older, perverted homosexuals. Christopher had shared with me that he was lured online by a male homosexual. He lured him to a hotel room where he sodomized him. And Christopher told me he knew that day that he was, quote, a bottom. I'm not going to elaborate on that if you can't figure it out. I cried my whole way home. Later that weekend, my husband and I, we went to our church because at the time we were attending this church, we went to the elders and the pastor of that church and we tried to get them the information and we tried to. At the time, we were leading an evening Bible study at our house. One man from the leadership showed up, and he was an activist as well. One man from my whole church wanted to hear what we came back with. One of a church of a few hundred. As we continued doing this show over the years, I tried, tried standing up for Proposition 8, where I had a twit of a pastor at the time tell me, oh no, we don't want to talk about that because we don't want to bring trouble to our church. Now we're 20 years later. The culture has gotten worse and worse and worse and what is left? Homosexuality has been normalized, lesbianism has been normalized, bisexuality has become very prominent in the last couple of years, transgenderism, they've done a full out, full court press there, right? What's next? Bestiality, sex with animals, pedophilia, NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, whose motto used to be sex before eight or it's too late. There is an extreme high correlation between male homosexuality and pedophilia, by the way, that nobody wants to talk about, but it's there. It's documented many years ago, in fact, when I was hardcore talking about this every single day, Nelson Garcia, a man, a homosexual activist who followed my show, I outed him as a pedophile that he was because he was in prison for sodomizing a child. It was right there in the document. I found it online. And yet he was out there as a gay activist saying, oh, we don't do that. We don't do that. And yet I found it. That guy hated me because I outed him. So now you have... This stuff being promoted to kids, even more so. This has been going on for years. But the parents are like, oh, I don't want to look at it. <sighs> Yawn. <sighs> and they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it on purpose. They're deceiving the parents on purpose because they know you, as a parent, are all stressed out. And many of you, sadly, are not only parents, but your grandparents now raising your children. And you're caught between a rock and a hard place. Do you homeschool? And now you even have to be careful with that because they, the enemy of your kids, they have even gone so far in the homeschooling world to try to come in there and offer funding to the homeschooling community. And many in the homeschooling community were very smart and said no, because they knew that if they offered the funding that eventually their propaganda, they would be coming in with that too. So this is not a mistake. This is not a mistake at all. The kids are being targeted on purpose. Parents' rights are being taken away. Uh, We haven't discussed all that yet, but we could later in the month. and and my question, again, to you is, what are you going to do about it as a Christian? Well, I don't know what to do about it. Okay, I'll give you a couple tips. Here's, here's a couple things you can do about it right off, okay? Number one thing you can do is pray. You can pray against this evil agenda. Number one, you've got the power of prayer. You can ask God to give you boldness to speak out about this in your church and wherever your circle of influence is. You can pray about this. Number two, you can go to websites like uh, like like the Restored Hope Network. Uh, my friend Ann Polk heads that up. This is a network that helps people, helps parents, helps people who are struggling with same-sex attraction who don't want it. And they will put you in touch with some good, healthy people who can deal with it. My friend Stephen Black for Stone Ministries, he's another great one. My other friend Darren Mill great ministry, Voice of the Voiceless. There are a lot of ministries out there that you can find out about that help this community because there are a lot of ex-gays, ex-lesbians, ex-transgender people out there. You're just not gonna hear about it in the media because they're not gonna tell you. And, or if you do, they're gonna vilify these people. So that's one thing. The second thing you can do, and I'm gonna be bold in saying this, is that you can fund ministries like mine. You can donate to ministries like this one, Heart Tug International, who actually have the guts to tell you this stuff. Because I'm going to tell you something. There are so many ministries out there right now that won't touch this subject with a 10 foot pole because they don't want to be vilified. And I actually can tell you in my 17 years of doing broadcasting that we have lost money. We have lost donors because we covered this issue. I remember so clearly I had a guy... Uh, he was a medical doctor. He he had a great book he wanted to promote. And he asked me, what other stuff do you talk about? And I said, well, I talk about, you know, the family, morals, issues, marriage, uh, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, do you ever talk about homosexuality? I said, uh, yeah, because it's a sin. And there's a flat out agenda against God's design for family, male and female. He's like, okay, I can't be on your show. I'm like, okay. See ya. Those of you know that I laid aside my career as a marriage counselor, I didn't get licensed on purpose because of this issue. So I will end with this, and that is this. If you need counseling or coaching, I actually offer that. That is one of the skill sets that God has given me. And guess what? I actually do it from a biblical perspective, and I'm not gagged by the state because I'm not licensed. So if there's something that you are dealing with in your life and you need some counsel, you need some support, then contact me through our website. I work on a sliding scale and I'll be more than happy to talk to you and give you some guidance. Cuz that's what we do here. I'm not out here to make a name for myself like I stated earlier. I'm here to educate, empower you, kind of kind of nudge you a little bit and encourage you. But I will tell you, we need more bold believers because this is nothing compared to some of the stuff that's out there. This is just a little taste of what's going on. And all month we're going to see this dancing around everything, even the baseball, which I love baseball, but even baseball is is being inundated with this stuff now. So I pray that you have a good week. And I ask for your support. Go to hearttug.org donate to our ministry. Share our show out on all your social media platforms. Send me an email after you watch the show. Let me know what you think. And let's grow the resistance. You know, let's let's stand together as bold Bible-believing, believing, supporting, obeying Christians so that we can offer hope and rest, reconciliation to a lost and dying world that doesn't think that there is any. You know, one of the biggest lies of the LGBT lobby is that you're gay, that parents have either a gay kid or or a dead kid. I've heard this at conferences. And that's, it's just a lie. It's a lie. These children and these people are not dying and committing suicide because the world isn't advocating on their behalf. (laughs) They're dying and they're committing suicide because they're not being offered hope They're being told a lie, and they're not finding hope, and they're not finding healing in that lie. It's leading them straight to death and hell. We're a ministry that wants to lead people to eternal life and give them hope. Will you help me? Will you help support me? Help me with this. Well, I need you. I need you. Randall needs you. We need you to come alongside us and to donate to us so that we can get this out to more people. Because you know what? I'm bold. I'm going to stand up for this issue is until God calls me home. Why? Because I know the kids like Christopher and Cedric who had nobody there to help them. And I, for one, am not going to go down without a fight to protect our kids. So I'll end here. I'll say, be bold. Stand up, God. Stand up. Be bold, stand up and go with God because he loves you and he loves those in this community who need him, but they are being told, no, we can't let that happen.